as a single mom, when you're relying on yourself, this notion of having other, other money coming in that's separate really helps give a sense of confidence and security. You're listening to Investing for Good, a show that brings you the stories and strategies of people who are investing to build a legacy for their families, create a meaningful and intentional life by design, and impact the world around them. And now, here are your hosts, Annie Dickerson and Julie Lamb. Hey, Julie, how's it going? Hey, going okay, going all right. How are you? Pretty good. It's a sunny day here in Oakland, so can't complain. (laughs) You actually have some sun over here today. I'm surprised. So yeah, not left out in the fog. (laughs) That's nice. Well, how is your, how is your 2020 going so far? Yeah, it's going okay. It's going all right. Um, just rocking and rolling, you know, so it's good. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, good. You know, the, the kids are back in school, which is great. (laughs) You know, when I used to be a teacher, I was always like, you know, when you're a teacher, you're like waiting, waiting, waiting for the, the breaks. And as soon as winter break comes, it's like, yes, I get two weeks off. (laughs) And um, now as a parent, it's like completely the opposite. (laughs) It's like, oh no, the kids, you know, the kids are home around and do the camps and everything. And then when school's back in session, it's like, yay. (laughs) I know. It's such like a vacation, isn't it? (laughs) We love our kids, but we also love our own time. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, nobody knows that like today's guests. Um, we actually have two guests today, Stephanie Wankel and Kristen Beatty, both moms and both working full-time jobs while also doing real estate and investing and running their own podcast, Frenzy to Financial Freedom, on the side. So they are juggling a whole bunch of stuff. And in this interview, we talk to them about all of that and more. It's one of my favorites. I know. It's like everything that we always talk about, you know, being busy moms and, you know, having that desire, really that hustle to want to make it happen. You know, as moms, we have so much going on and, uh, you know, these ladies are perfect examples of, you know, putting all of that aside, the craziness of like being a mom and working a job and still finding the time to not only do a podcast, but invest and have an investment company as well. Stephanie does. Um, And hearing her story about her and her son working together for me was so inspiring. And I mean, I cannot wait for a day when I can take, you know, one or all of the kids with me to look at our properties and, you know, to do the underwriting and hopefully go to conferences and get into real estate. It sounds like he's, you know, all in moving to Texas and, (laughs) you know, going for it. So that's so exciting for her. So it was interesting to hear that story. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I can I just say, and we talked about this in the podcast itself, but it was just so nice to have four women 
right on the conversation talking about finances and investing and real estate how refreshing is that and that's what stephanie and Kristen have done through the community that they've created much like liz faircloth and andressa gaidelli with the real estate invest her is that Mm -hmm. they have created this tribe of women which is so cool yeah it was a great one All right. Well, without further ado, here we go. Enjoy this episode with Stephanie and Kristen. Stephanie and Kristen, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. We are so glad that you're here. Now, Stephanie and Kristen, through your Frenzied to Financial Freedom podcast, which I always, I love all the Fs, you you aim to reach professional women who are growth seekers, striving toward balance and flexibility in their work pursuits so they can spend time with their families and ultimately live out their purpose and legacy, which is right in line with what we aim to do through investing for good. Now. Maybe, Stephanie, maybe you can start and tell us, you know, what led you to to partner up and start this podcast in the first place? Sure. So I am a real estate investor and have been for several years and jumped from single family into multifamily in the last couple of years. And so was attending a lot of conferences and education uh, around the multifamily investing space. And I kept going to all of these conferences and became discouraged with the lack of female presence in the audience and on the stage. One conference I went to, you know, we took a break and I went to the restroom and there was one woman in the restroom and I come out and there's seriously a line (laughs) of men around like the building. And I thought, okay, this is weird, right? When you go to a, a concert, it's the other, anywhere else, it's the other way around. So then I kind of started noticing, wow, there's not very many women here. And on stage, there was even fewer. So I kind of got riled up inside. I'm like, this needs to change. And I wanted to do a podcast. In the, as you guys know, in the multifamily world, there's a lot of podcasts and there are a lot of men and there's a lot of different formats that weren't resonating with me. And so as I was thinking through how, what this podcast would be like, I wanted it to be different. I wanted it to be female focus. I wanted to provide an opportunity for females to come on and, you know, showcase what they're doing and talk about themselves. And at the same time, Kristen and I had reconnected. We actually um, crossed paths in the corporate world 20 years ago. Twenty. My first job out of college. Yes. I Yes. So you yeah. were like, you were like 10 years old then, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And I was stalking her. I'm a social media junkie and I had been seeing all the places she'd been going and all the things she'd been doing. And so I reached out to her and said, you've got to tell me more about this because I am a rookie investor where she's experienced. I think that's also a nice balance in the Mm. partnership, but I'll let you finish telling the story. So so we had crossed paths, but not, not been in touch for many, many years. And on social media, Kristen kept liking my investing stuff. And so finally (laughs) we connected and she was very interested. And as we were talking, 
as you as you know, Kristen is just full of energy and excitement over every topic and <laughs> so fun. And we just kind of reconnected in an amazing way. And I thought, you know, I want it'd be great if this podcast could also be about, you know, women, friendship and camaraderie and, you know, playing off each other's strengths and we just fit it so well. So I just asked her, do you want to start this podcast? Do you want to be a part of it? She's like, yeah. So we jumped in and it's been fantastic because like Kristen mentioned, I mean, I'm by no means an expert, but I'm in a different place in my entrepreneurial journey and real estate investing. And Kristen, done other entrepreneurial pursuits, started businesses, worked at startups. And so together we have similar but different kind of perspectives, but around the same goal of helping women and, you know, connecting with women. So that's, that's our story. Mm-hmm. And I love that because I love how, you know, coming together as two women, you're now creating a community. Yeah. Like right now, look at the four of us, right? There's four of us on this podcast. We are a community of women. And I feel like that's so much of what encourages women to want to jump in and to want to learn and say, well, look, if it's not just Annie, it's not just Julie, you know, it's all of these women coming together to um, learn and not be afraid to ask the dumb questions in a space that's so male dominated. And so I think that partnering up with another woman really helps our efforts to, um, you know, accomplish Mm -hmm. our goals. So I love that. I agree. And I think too, I bring a little bit different perspective. I have a lot of peers and friends in the coaching space and um, in the personal development space and also in network marketing, which is a huge sort of side hustle and full-time job for women. And Mm -hmm. so we bring a lot of those people to the podcast. And I think it lends a really healthy, good perspective about lots of different ways that you can gain financial freedom on that journey. Yeah. And so you guys are both are you, you're both doing this podcast on the side. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And what has We're that both been working like? right now. Yeah. So this is, a, that's a huge undertaking to take on. I mean, what has that been like? Frenzied, just like the <laughs> podcast says. Yesterday, I was texting her. We're interviewing someone at five o'clock, and I am rushing home on the freeway. And at four thirty, the traffic just comes to a dead stop, and I'm oh like, "Don't know if I'm going to make the start of that interview." So it has been fun, but the best part has been the creative outlet on the side. We're both yeah. in technology. It can be a little staid. It can be a little boring um, around what we sell and what we create on the technology side. This has been the joy and the light of interviewing and meeting so many amazing women and hearing their stories. So I just, um, uh, we're, we wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. It's just an inspirational. We talk to women at every juncture of their journey and every variety of aspect. We have a lot of real estate investors that, but they're doing so many different things as well as other entrepreneurs doing other things. And so it just opens people's eyes to possibilities, I think, Mm -hmm. and it opens our eyes and every single connection we have is new and interesting and grows us. So it's really a passion. And because of that, you, the other, you know, kind of nuances of it, you kind of just make that work. Mm-hmm. Now, Kristen, so you mentioned that you, before you and um, Stephanie partnered up on this podcast, you had not invested in real estate. Is that right? That is correct. Yes. And are you 
Do you now invest in real estate? I have ventured into one very okay. small fund. <gasps> yes, okay. jumped right into uh -huh. it. And then um, <laughs> Stephanie is helping guide me to be um, on the first project that I'm going to help invest in. So I've been oh, uh, actively saving money and doing some research, but I have a great guide. So yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, I, I want to dive into that a little bit more. But first, Stephanie, I wanted to go back to um, because you have been investing in real estate for quite some time. So take us back, if you will, to those early days before you invested in real estate. You know, what was it about real estate that drew you in? You know, what were you looking for when you invested in that first deal? So my introduction to real estate was as a child, my grandmother had real estate. She had several duplexes in a college town that she managed and my grandfather had passed away early in life and those duplexes paid her bills. So unbeknownst, it's not like we talked about it, but I, by seeing her kind of the connected the dots. And as I grew older, I really knew that to be a great wealth building possibility. And so I had not set out, like I, I had said to myself, I'm going to have rentals. I didn't know what that looked like. I did not orchestrate a plan. Uh, I just kind of put it out there as that was going to happen. And in 2006, I got divorced. My kids were very young, five and eight. And then 2008 happened. And oh, guess what? There was a lot of real estate available. Um, and I had put it out there that I was going to be buying real estate. And so people started calling me. There was some local wholesalers in town. And they're like, this is your time. And I'm like, this is not my time. Like I have two children I'm raising by myself. My income has just halved. I'm freaking out and not my time to invest in real estate. But I just knew in my gut that, you know, I needed to take that leap. And so that year I purchased three rental properties. I had purchased one and then six months later refinanced and purchased two more. And I became, I successfully got my second job as a landlord, um, which I had no <laughs> idea. There was no bigger pockets and maybe there was, but I didn't know about it. And so I just jumped in and, you know, kind of took that on and learned so much from landlording and mm -hmm. over the years just evolved, grew, changed, and, you know, just feel very passionate that it's a fantastic way to build wealth, which in my world means building options. So as a single mom, if you have cash flow coming somewhere else, there's a, some peace of mind, you know, for you, if things in your other worlds don't go well, um, you've got that to rely on. So that's kind of this quick, quick and dirty of my story. Wow. So wait, so you got divorced in 2006 and then you're getting used to this whole working full time, being a single mom with two young kids. 2008 comes along. Everything goes on sale. But you're like, wait, 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 this is not the right time. Right. <laughs> no, guys, I'm not ready. But then you go on and somehow you overcome that hurdle and you buy not one, not two, but three properties. That's incredible. 
Yeah, it was, it is incredible. When I look back on it, it's, it's just one of those things where I just knew intuitively, this is what I'm, I need to do. And so I kind of tested and I did one. I thought, okay, I can do this. I, this is not, I, I don't want to say it's not hard, but I just knew I could do it. And so I took on the two others and, you know, so many learnings, not being educated is a plus and a minus. I mean, I was in neighborhoods that were challenging and so I spent years dragging my kids to rentals chasing rent you know arguing with tenants telling them to you know duck down in the back and all kinds of stories that we all have but just taking that leap um, was was kind of the first step I love that you're like bringing your kids though because you're literally like passing the baton you know like through those journeys and through those trips you're you're literally like teaching them the way you know this is the way and mommy's not scared i'm not afraid of this i'm gonna go do it and we're gonna we're gonna make this work and i think that it's so important for young children to see that as they're growing up you know for me real estate was always in my family but we never talked about it. I never did those trips. All I saw was my grandma walking down to her mailbox every day collecting checks. But I never saw the, the nuances. And like you said, you know, this is like an, another job. I just got my other job as a landlord. You don't really know that. You don't know what you're getting into. So by taking them there, you're really giving them like the whole picture to understand how does this work and what am I really getting myself into and also to not be afraid. This is such a recurring theme in our podcast about women mentoring their own children and the things that they're seeing to be able to grow up in a world to learn to be self-reliant. And I think it's such an important message. And if we're not doing it, we need to be doing it more. And how can we? Yeah, and just to inspire others, like it's it feels very much like a bad mom when you're bringing your you know eight year old to mow the weeds that are full of you know <laughs> alcohol bottles and spray paint the the fence, and who knew that that young boy is now 21 and his passion is to be a real estate investor. Um, nice. So, it's it's just super cool to see full circle and that doesn't always happen my daughter's not one bit interested in real estate but you right. just don't know the sows that you're see you know the the things you're placing in whatever you decide to do yeah mm -hmm. so how did that come about i'm so curious because that's my future right like that's my dream is <laughs> yeah every day i'm telling my kids like this is why you need to do real estate every single way i can like weave it into our conversations on a daily basis of why real estate um i do but my kids are very young you know they're still seven six and four so i'm curious how did that come about was it on his own he just decided one day or was there like something that actually happened that turned him onto it so i pay my kids to read certain books um i would okay. shamelessly <laughs> say to do certain things i should say or not do okay. um and so i did uh i paid them both to read rich dad poor dad uh thinking mm -hmm. rich some of the basics and sometimes that resonates and sometimes it doesn't and it did yeah. but also um, my son is, he has got a lot of strengths, but one, school is not his biggest strength. And okay. so 
you know, he was searching in his heart for other options from go to college, do the nine to five. And he instinctively knew that maybe wasn't for him. Now he does go to college and he's going to graduate, but he still want, he still, it resonated with him in that respect. So he Mm -hmm. started taking an interest. And when he started taking an interest, I actively started involving him. And we, we started by looking for a single family home for him and he picked the markets and we went there and he did the underwriting so to speak and actually ended up buying a rental in Kansas City that he kind we have a property manager but he oversees so we we concocted this way for him to get involved without you know having money and you know and it so he could start learning the steps and start being invested and then he went to conferences with me we last year went to rod cleave we we've just done a lot of things and he joined a coaching program on his own for flipping and so it just kind of evolved and as he starts to show more interest we do more things and now he'll be able to you know decide what he wants to do in the space but you guys have to see the family business on the back end like they're sitting there at the kitchen table sending out flyers to try and find the single family home that they want. They're planning their next trip to, they went to 10X Growth Con together and took all these pictures that they sent to me. And I'm like, this is the coolest thing to watch the two of them build a relationship together around this thing that they love that's going to help him be so successful moving forward. It's the coolest thing to watch. I cannot wait for that day. I'm <laughs> I'm, ar- I'm already like, I'm planning to take my eight-year-old daughter, soon to be eight-year-old daughter, out to Dallas to see some of our multifamily properties and our single family home. And then I'm going to have her at eight kind of like take over our single family home as well. Not take over, but I'm going to show yeah. her the money coming in. Yeah. And the underwriting, right? Like I want her to kind of just look at it, understand that money's coming in and money's going out, but what's left is hers to keep you know, and that kind of thing. But um, yeah, so Kristen, are you introducing investing at all to your kids? Entrepreneurship for sure. My daughter has a little business. She's 12 called Button Boutique and she creates, I mean, small things, ring dishes and jewelry holders. And we go to craft shows and I make her pay the booth fee and we talk about taxes and we have a, um, she writes her goals and and what she wants to achieve. So yeah, we're really trying to work on that mindset concept and again, being self-reliant. So yeah, Yeah. I'm very proud of her because it's a struggle. She's um, again, and as, as Stephanie mentioned with her son, school is not her forte or her favorite thing. Gotcha. So we're really trying to find places where she can be successful and feel prideful. I and this that. is one of them. Yeah. I love that because, you know, growing up, school isn't for everyone. You know, not everyone's going to be the A plus student. But, and, and then, but I think like traditionally you grow up as a child when you're not the A plus student feeling like, I'm never going to be anything. I don't have the skill sets I need to succeed. When the truth is, you don't need that. You don't need to have all of that. You need to learn the basics for sure, but you you don't need to be an A-plus student to be successful in life. And I think that more children need to be, um, you know, told that so that they can grow up to learn how to leverage the strengths that they do have to find a way to contribute to the world. And, and, you know, it doesn't just mean you got to box yourself into being an A plus student. So I love that. 
when did you guys start your store? I'm just curious. So I can kind of like, I'm thinking in my background, like when I can do that kind of stuff. Cause I want to start an Amazon store. <laughs> Annie knows I always talk about this and I want to get my kids involved. So I'm just curious, what age did you guys start that? Yeah, just at 11. So it was just last year when we hit junior high and started seeing some, you know, signs. And actually she got involved with another young entrepreneur where we watched her selling skills in a mall at a booth for mm -hmm. um, four or five um, sessions during the Christmas holiday and uh -huh. she's she's a killer uh -huh. she's the best salesperson and I said we have got to find her something where she can continue to hone this skill so just 11 in middle school and the beautiful yeah. part too is once you do that you're you realize oh I love the selling part but there's also this whole other part like you have to create the inventory and so that's been a great experience too yeah, Tessa is not a production person. She's a front man. So um, we're learning that too. So I'm actually looking at MLM for her because then it's dropship and someone else is creating the product. So we're investigating um, different companies for her mm. to be able to her business. And so now I'm curious, what does she do with the money she makes? What are you, how are you teaching her to like, what does she do with that? It's hilarious because she is a spender when it's my money, but uh -huh. she's obsessed with saving when it's her own. And I'm sure everyone has children like this, yeah, right? Yeah. As soon as she says to me, can I, can we just go to Starbucks? I want to get my Frappuccino. I said, you've got money and you've got a debit card. Now we started banking yeah. and we're practicing banking and uh, you've got a debit card. You can just hand it to them and she said, oh, I'll pass. Yeah. <laughs> So she is very obsessed about saving and thinking about the things that she wants to buy that are bigger. And I also tell her, um, I gave her seed money, but she has to reinvest in the business. So when she buys supplies, it's her own money now. Love that. Yeah. So fun. Cool. So exciting. I love hearing <laughs> different strategies about how kids are being brought into the business and investing in all of that. Um, so yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of moms out there that want to hear that too. So thanks for sharing that. Absolutely. We'll get back to our conversation with Stephanie and Kristen in just a minute. Have you been thinking about investing in real estate, but aren't sure you have the time or the desire to manage the investment? Perhaps you're afraid like we were that you'll make the mistake of choosing the wrong market or the wrong team and lose your entire investment. Well, that's exactly why we created the Good Egg Investor Club. We do the work of identifying solid real estate investment opportunities in the best markets around the country and then partner with you to acquire these investments and then we'll all share in the returns. We'll identify the growing markets, strong experienced teams and the solid deals. We do all the heavy lifting of managing the tenants and the renovations, and as a passive partner, you get to enjoy all the benefits of investing in real estate, monthly cash flow, long-term appreciation, and the ongoing tax benefits. When we first discovered passive investing through real estate syndications, we realized it fit perfectly into our busy lives. We could put our money to work for our families, work less, and get more time back in our days so that we could focus on what matters most and discover our true passion and purpose in life. We've now helped hundreds of people invest passively in real estate syndications and are seeing the positive impact it's had on their lives. We invite you to partner with us by joining the Good Egg Investor Club today so you can start putting your money to work for you and get more time back in your day because we know that when people have more time in their days, they can do the true work they were intended to do and the world will be a better place. 
To sign up for the Good Egg Investor Club, go to goodegginvestments.com slash invest and we'll take it from there. That's goodegginvestments.com slash invest. And now back to our chat with Stephanie and Kristen. Okay, so Stephanie, I wanted to go back to you and your real estate investing experience, because I know you had mentioned you started with those those rentals. And now over the time that you've been investing in real estate, I know that you've done some single family, but you've also expanded to some multifamily. Is that right? Yeah, so um, I've I reached my max, um, Fannie Freddie in single family and also doing and tell, tell us what that tell us what that means. So, so Fannie and Freddie Mae will only allow you to have 10 mortgages each for rental properties. So uh, as a single, if you, if you're married and a couple, you could go up to 20. Uh, and there's different ways to go around that. Uh, obviously if you have duplexes and different, you know, multiple rooms, but the bottom line is to expand and increase quickly. Your cash flow takes more doors and ideally under, under, one roof and that leads to multifamily and so just in the spirit of growing and expanding and scaling i started a, a couple years ago looking at multifamily and learning about it going to it, it's it's quite a learning curve because not everything that you learn in your single family journey applies the mm -hmm. underwriting's different the lending's different and so you know determining how the steps to learn it and then get into it um, and i started by passively investing with good egg i might add um, mm -hmm. and then just kind of continue and evolve but i will say i do still have my single family portfolio which is really also small multifamily of duplexes and triplexes. And, and I like that and I keep them. And I know a lot of multifamily investors don't and they go all in, but I'm really, for my comfort level, I like a variety. So I'm also very bullish on short-term rentals. I've done vacation and corporate rentals. And in 2020, the apart, you know, as things shift and change, I really like to be open to different ideas. And I'm, I'm going to kind of re-look re at short-term rentals also, especially in multifamily, it allows for diversity. If you have a multifamily complex and some are long-term and some are short-term, it just reduces your risk, I believe. So I'm, I, I am in multifamily, but I do a lot of different things. And my son is actually uh, moving to Fort Worth and going to take over the property management of a lot of our duplexes. So I've got a lot of balls going and one of them that I absolutely love for it, particularly for people that want to passively invest and hands off, um, not be involved. Uh, investing in multifamily syndications is a way for them to go. So then Kristen, so you had mentioned early on that um, you're venturing into real estate, right through the fund that you had invested in. So was that did you invest with Stephanie? Or was that um, separately? No, this is a much smaller fund separately. Yes, mm -hmm. with another sort of uh, big name celeb just to see what it was like. We were more interested in the process and seeing what kind of email communication you get and things like that. So for me, it was a lot to do with looking at the marketing angle in addition to obviously beginning to invest with a, a little bit of a small kitty to start. But we're really, Stephanie is working with me to really identify the best first property to invest in passively. So I'm super excited about that. 
that and learning everything along the way. I'm reading your book. Um, I definitely pay attention to bigger pockets and I'm really on that education path. So it's been a fun venture and exciting, but man, it looks really um, sort of messy and hard from the outside, especially when you talk to people about their single family ventures. So the passive thing looks very um, appealing to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know, that's, uh, it's so great to hear that you're doing all that. You're really investing in yourself and your family and your future by doing all of that, taking that time to do that education and that research. And it's not easy, especially when you're working a full-time job and you're doing a podcast on the side. I mean, there's not a whole lot of time, so you got to make that time. But you're right. It's, you know, it's hard to really understand it from the outside. And so it's great that you've plunged in and you've done a small one and now you're doing that education and um, that research so that you can get ready to invest in the next one. Right. And I'm a, I become a huge advocate for it. You know, I'm coming up to a big milestone birthday and I just got, I said, gosh, I wish 10, 20 years ago, I would have started earlier. And I think a lot of women feel that way. I think we're also coming into a higher level of confidence where we're just going for it. And maybe I wouldn't have done that 20 years ago. However, I'm telling as many people as I can about what I'm learning and introducing them to Stephanie and people like you so that they can get started earlier because I think that's so important for people to begin to build their wealth. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, Julie, shall we um, shall we transition to the investing for good impact round? Yeah, let's do it. So we're going to ask you guys three questions um, about how you guys are investing for good. Ready? Ready. Here we go. So the first question is around investing in yourself and either one of you can take this, but what is one way that your investments are helping to serve you um, in your life today? Okay, I'll take that. I, uh, over the years, as we've talked about, I've been investing in real estate and generating passive income. And that has really helped me as a single mom, when you're relying on yourself, this notion of having other, other money coming in that's separate really helps give a sense of confidence and security. And uh, I could leave my job and live off my passive income, but I would be living within constraints that I'm not ready to live in. I have two kids in college. You know, I still have, I still have a lot of wealth making potential all the way around. And in technology, you know, it's very, it's a, it's a helpful thing right now for me and health insurance things that I have to rely on because I don't have someone else to help cover those. So having the kind of but having the passive income really helps give me options and feel good about them. And then just one other note, investing in yourself also, like your learning, your training. I am heavily invested in masterminds and coaching and wanna, learning the step-by-step -step of how to invest is, is out there, but getting your mindset around fighting the fear, taking the first step and growing yourself is also crucial to me. It's not just financial, it's also mental and emotional. We're all at different phases in our life and different seasons. And it's helpful to 
band together with like-minded people and kind of make the best of investing in yourself in your community. I feel like that's so something that not a lot of people put enough emphasis on because, and we do too, Annie and I are huge believers of getting mentored and coached. We spend a good amount of money on that every year. Um, and we certainly wouldn't be where we are without that you know, those conversations that we have with our mentors and our coaches, not only help us in our business, but help us in our personal lives as well with whatever, you know, comes up and whatever we're dealing with. So um, absolutely, such a good, good thing that I think not yeah. enough people put enough emphasis on. I think a lot of people think, oh, this is just another, another guru out there who thinks, you know, who wants to take my money. But if you find the good ones out there, it can shortcut the amount of time it would otherwise take you to get to where you're trying to go. Absolutely. And just build that, continue to build that tribe. I think of all the really amazing people that Stephanie is connected right. to through a lot of the masterminds that she does. And likewise, I've um, participated in some as well. And it really expands your network and helps um, get that support system that you need right. to grow. Yeah. All right. Second question. This is my favorite question out of the three, because it's something that I think if, if anyone listening can hear the answer to this question, it might just change their whole trajectory in terms of investing. So what is one investing hack or strategy that, you know, some other, like other people may not know about could be something very simple. could be a little bit more elaborate. Um, but what's something that you might be able to share with our listeners that you think might help them with their strategy for investing? So we, Chris and I talked about this one. Um, I ha the one I'm going to offer is, is so simple and silly, but it came up recently with my daughter who is yeah. 19. Um, she's in college and she's, you know, she wants to save and she has a job. And what we set up for her is where, when her income comes in automatically, a certain percent of it goes into a savings. And mm -hmm. what it seems so rudimentary, but what happens happen is now she's home for the holidays and she looks at her savings and there's hundreds of dollars in there. And yeah. it literally was of no effort. And the reason I bring this simple thing up is because I hear all the time from people that they want to invest, but they don't have money. And so yeah. the way you have to save money to invest. And so the way you know, it's really simple. You could just figure out ways to get that money off of your spending plate and into a savings plate so that it can build up and you can invest it, which will make it work for you and it will grow even faster. Right. Yeah. It's just like priorities, right? I mean, it's like you have to pay your rent and you got to buy groceries. And the next thing you got to do in line is save some money. Yeah. Pay, consider it paying yourself. Like who do you want to pay the most yourself? So yeah, do mm -hmm. that. And I think people do it the other way around is they, you know, buy their groceries, they buy, pay their rent and then they go shopping and spend. And then they're like, okay, well, what do I have left? Nothing. Oh, well, you know, I can't save. Right. And that's the cycle that people yeah. fall into. Whereas if you reprioritize the saving and you make that something that you must absolutely do, then you'll start to see, you know, some, something coming in. Yeah. And this is what we talk about a lot with the transition of the two of us still being employed is the time is now. Um, take advantage of the paycheck and stash it away so that you can get ready for the jump when you want to make it. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. I've been saying that for so long, telling my husband the time is now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're young, we're in our 20s, we're in our 30s, yeah. like, we got to do this now, you know, save and work hard now, because, you know, you got if if you wait until later, it's just going to take you exponentially longer. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. 
All right, third and last question. Investing in the world. What are you guys doing to invest in the world and give back? Yeah, I'll take this one just because that's sort of my personal crusade and journey. My father is fighting Alzheimer's right now, has been for 12 years. And so um, I just started early on just sort of piddling around with volunteering and mm -hmm. realizing that that's not enough and I'm not making enough of an impact. So I jumped in with both feet and everything I do um, is, you know, even in my journal every day at the top is what am I going to do to help find a prevention or a cure for Alzheimer's? And so I have chaired committees. I am now on the board. I have spoken to the president of the association. Um, I advocate on Capitol Hill in Denver and I'm going to DC. I mean, I am taking everything I have. In fact, to the point where with our podcast, I said to Stephanie, I know you have causes as well, but this one's so important to me that every time someone speaks, I think you saw it in the thank you email that we send you, we donate a little bit of money on behalf of every guest to the Alzheimer's Association. So mm -hmm. again, it permeates everything I do. And, and I know Stephanie feels strongly too about giving back to very specific causes that are near and dear to her heart. But my, you know, my plea and my statement to everyone is if you're going to do it, go big. Don't just dabble you know maybe you donate here you donate there but pick one and really take it down and make it um, a core part of what you're trying to accomplish every day and every year I love that yeah if you're gonna go go big that's I love right that and it's you know it's so much a part of it becomes so much a part of who you are and your identity it's not just a check you write or one hour a week that you volunteer but it's really becomes part of your life so I love that thank you well, so Kristen and Stephanie, we've talked about a lot, but there's so much more. So how can our listeners get a hold of you or learn more about you and your podcast and your businesses? So our podcast is Frenzied to Financial Freedom. It's available on all podcast resources. And you can also reach us on social, Frenzied to Freedom. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And then for if you're interested in talking to me about real estate, my email is stephanie at newheightsinvestmentgroup.com. Or I have a website also and um, reach out to us. We'd love to hear from everyone and love you to check out our podcast. That'd be great. Absolutely. Well, we'll be sure to put all those resources in the show notes. Stephanie Wunkel and Kristen Beatty, co-hosts of the Frenzied to Financial Freedom podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. We loved being here. So great to see you too. Thanks, ladies. You've been listening to Investing for Good, the number one podcast for people like you who are investing to build a legacy for their families, create a meaningful and intentional life by design, and impact the world around them. For more resources, check out goodegginvestments.com slash podcast. And be sure to join the Investing for Good Facebook community. And don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star review so we can continue to bring you amazing new conversations every week. Until next time, keep investing for good.